More updates in the Murdoch case garnering national attention. A 14-year-old is dead after a Savannah shooting, and a former coach at Richmond Hill High School is under investigation for sexual misconduct. I've got those stories and more in this week's WTOC Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from around the coastal empire and low country. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. Prominent South Carolina lawyer Alec Murdoch was in court after turning himself in to the Hampton County Detention Center the morning of Thursday, September 16th. Murdoch is charged with insurance fraud, conspiracy to commit insurance fraud, and filing a false police report. All this after South Carolina law enforcement investigators say Murdoch was shot in the head during an attempted assisted suicide. Investigators say Murdoch wanted his son Buster to receive his $10 million life insurance policy. 61-year-old Curtis Edward Smith was arrested on Tuesday, September 14th, charged with shooting Murdoch and attempting to help in his suicide attempt. Investigators say Smith admitted being involved in the shooting, while Murdoch's attorney says Smith was not paid by his client. Both were in court on Thursday, September 16th. WTOC's Tyler Mannion was there. Before we get into the full day recap, though, I do want to let you know we just learned that Alec Murdoch has been released into a rehab facility from here at the Hampton County Law Enforcement Center. Before all of that happened, though, this morning at 9 a.m. was the hearing of Curtis Edward Smith. Smith's bond was set for $55,000, as we reported to you right after his hearing. He has since been released from the Hampton County Law Enforcement Center. Smith was visibly shaking during his hearing and made a few remarks to the judge about his disagreement with the whole situation. Then, most recently around 4 o'clock, it was Alec Murdoch's turn. The prominent former attorney seemed in better physical condition than Smith, but did start to cry during the hearing when his wife, Maggie, and son Paul were brought up. As opposed to the $55,000 bond of Smith, Murdoch's bond was set at $20,000. He agreed to hand over his passport to ensure he cannot leave the country, and his lawyer, Dick Harpulian, said he no longer even has the means to do so. The judge stated that she did not believe he was a risk to the community, and because of that, the bond again, Don, was set at just $20,000. Those bond hearings come one day after SLED announced the agency was opening a criminal investigation into the death of housekeeper Gloria Satterfield at a Murdoch family residence in 2018. SLED says the decision to open that investigation was made after a request from the Hampton County coroner and information gathered during other investigations involving Alec Murdoch. According to a copy of a wrongful death settlement made by the Murdoch family and Satterfield's estate, Satterfield died from injuries sustained in a trip and fall accident. A settlement of $500,000 was reached in the case. According to the request from the Hampton County coroner, Satterfield's death was not reported to the coroner at the time, nor was an autopsy performed. On her death certificate, the cause of death is listed as natural. The coroner says that's inconsistent with injuries sustained during a trip and fall accident. On September 15th, Satterfield family attorney Eric Bland filed a lawsuit against Alec Murdoch, claiming the Satterfield estate has not received any of the settlement. WTOC investigative reporter Jessica Savage spoke with Bland about that lawsuit on Thursday, September 16th. You know, as you can imagine, it's just been a wellspring of emotions for the family. One, it, you know, the, the Murdoch family was like family to them because their mother worked as a housekeeper there for 25 years. So she was interwoven into the fabric of that family. And by extension, the sons, her sons were considered close to the family as well. Attorney Eric Bland says Gloria Satterfield was also the nanny who took care of the Murdoch children. 
She helped raise these kids. He says sometime in February of 2018, Gloria tripped over the family dogs and then fell down the stairs. Well, that's according to what Alec Murdoch told Gloria's sons, a story they believed until recently. She died on February 26th of that year at the age of 57. And one of the things that is difficult for my clients to really understand and comprehend is after she fell and was in the hospital for three weeks, only the mother Maggie came to visit her, not Mr. Murdoch and certainly not the boys, and they didn't pay for her funeral. But he says Alec Murdoch did say he would help take care of them. According to the lawsuit, Alec told them he was going to, quote, sue myself for the death. And he introduced them to an attorney named Corey Fleming. But what they didn't know is Fleming was a former college roommate of Alec and his best friend. He was also the godfather of Alec's son, Paul. According to the lawsuit, Fleming then filed an insurance claim against Murdoch for Gloria's death, citing negligence. In that claim, Alec admitted to being at fault in her death. That paved the way for an insurance payout from Alec's insurance company. The net payout, $475,000. $166,000 of it was paid to Fleming and his law firm. The rest of it was supposed to go to Gloria's sons, Tony and Brian. But their attorney says they haven't received any money and it's unaccounted for. Shocked, sanguine, and betrayed. Shocked. You can hear him right there reacting to some of the new developments that happened in the last 24 hours when SLED opened that criminal investigation into Gloria, Satter Gloria Satterfield's death. Now, since the attorney was retained a week ago, he said he now believes the insurance payouts in connection to Gloria's death are closer to $2 million. And he told me that he thinks Alec Murdoch redirected those funds into a bank account. Now, Don, he told me that these findings are going to be part of some court documents he's planning to file next week. He also believes there's a federal investigation into these legal troubles and that Gloria's death will be at the center of all of it. You can hear that entire conversation right now at our website, WTOC.com. You can also catch up on all the details of this case that has captured the nation's attention. Go to the Murdoch case tab of WTOC.com. The link is posted in the description of this podcast episode. A 14-year-old is dead after a shooting on the night of Monday, September 13th. Savannah Mayor Van Johnson confirmed that during his weekly news conference on Tuesday. According to Savannah Police, the shooting happened on Emerald Drive in Savannah around 10 o'clock Monday night. Officers found Kwame Orr suffering from gunshot wounds. Orr was taken to the hospital where he died. On Tuesday, Savannah Police Chief Roy Minter said police have witnesses who heard gunfire and saw three to four males running from the scene. As of Thursday evening, no suspect information has been released. Neighbors in the area tell WTOC this kind of thing happens far too often. Here's what Kenneth Holmes told WTOC on Wednesday, September 15th. Like every two months, you have shoot, shoot, shoot. That's all they're doing over here now. And then... Somebody need to do something about it. Sometimes it makes me want to cry about it. Richmond Hill High School head baseball coach Scott Strickland has resigned, and police say they're investigating him for allegations of sexual misconduct with juveniles. Here's WTOC Mariah Congito's report from V News at 530 on Thursday, September 16th. Yeah, so we obtained the incident report from the Richmond Hill Police Department, and we also 
obtained his resignation letter that he sent to the high school. So the incident report says that on August 27th, officers responded to the high school in reference to a sexual misconduct incident involving juveniles. And laid out in the incident report are four people who came forward about Strickland's behavior. Two are listed as complaints and one of those being from the high school principal and two are listed as witnesses. But the report doesn't go into further detail from there and we also obtained Strickland's resignation letter. Now this is the statement from his letter he sent to the high school. It says, quote, it is with great sadness that I am resigning from my teaching and coaching position at Richmond Hill High School for personal reasons, effective today, September 7th, 2021. Now I reached out to the Bryan County School Superintendent for a comment and he declined because it's an active investigation. And I also reached out to police who also told me it's too early in the investigation to give a comment. Folks in Savannah are remembering a well-known business owner who passed away at 88 this week. WTOC's Sam Bauman has more on the life and legacy of crazy Jack Gilmore. Well, over the weekend, Savannah lost one of its native sons. Jack Gilmore passed away Sunday at the age of 88. And although he's now gone, it seems his legacy and the stories of crazy Jack will live on forever. Chances are you've heard his name. I don't think anybody don't know Jack. <laughs> but likely you know him better as... Crazy Jack, not just Jack. Savannah native Crazy Jack Gilmore lived a life full of crazy stories. There's so many stories about how he became Crazy Jack by putting a gun in somebody's mouth. Jack, remember that time we stole that boat? To jumping off trains. That's just one of the thousands of stories. I think he had a little bit too much to drink that time. So many stories, in fact, it's hard to pinpoint exactly where the nickname came from. He would always say that they might call me crazy, but they don't call me stupid. So maybe it came from him being crazy smart when it comes to business. He's got a small business. He's been in the shoe shop for business for 42 years. Or maybe it's because he was crazy generous. He loved everybody and he would help someone even if he didn't know them. Or possibly he just had a crazy amount of faith in others. He always believed in anybody, he just for some reason. You, I, I never heard him talk negative about anybody. I mean, he was known for being crazy. But perhaps the craziest thing is that Jack might not have been the crazy one, but rather it seems others were just crazy about Jack. People are still going to be talking to me every single day and telling me more stories that I haven't even heard yet, probably. Which is exactly what he would want. Really just carry on his stories. And yeah. It's okay to miss him like crazy. I give it all to him. Everything. Everything I do is for him. Well, despite his death, Crazy Jack and grandson's shoe repair, that's going to remain open. Get the latest news, weather, and sports updates every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.